Welcome to Retail Nightmares. I am your co-ghost, Jessica Delisle. With me is my other co-ghost. She's a little damp right now, Alicia Tobin. Yeah, I went for a walk. (laughs) You went for a swim, I think. Yeah, well, sometimes, you know. Sometimes you gotta, you know. Get out there, shake a hoof. You're like an all-terrain vehicle, but in human form. Yeah, like my coat is pretty waterproof. Like the inside of me was fairly dry, but I hadn't anticipated that traffic on 12th Avenue and yeah. those giant puddles. It's, it's like splashed down. After I had to laugh. I was laughing so hard because I was trapped in a one block <laughs> strip of just constantly getting splashed by vehicles Water and mud vortex. and dirt. So our guest, hi guys. Our guest today <laughs> is Regan Taylor, owner of former Puppo of the Week. Harvey, for those who may remember. Harvey. Uh, my friend and former retail hell nightmare experiencer, Regan. Hello. Hello. <laughs> that was a really roundabout introduction. Oh, it was perfect. Thanks for coming on our podcast. Thank you for having me. Thank you for bringing, for the listener, Regan, as soon as she got here, realized that she had brought something that was very important and it is a diary that she kept while she worked in retail. So. This wasn't just me. This was me and my coworkers. That's amazing. It was a communal so notebook. Just left at the cash to record yep. the day events. Yep. So would there be like a special order in there, or just nightmares? Uh, just complaints about customers, or like if we if we hadn't worked with someone we really liked in a while, we would say hello to a friend, like your coworker that you hadn't seen in a while in there. Um, you could record weird stuff that happened or... So no business. All no, it was just, all fun. That's good. And our boss encouraged this. Could we take turns later just flipping through the pages, choosing a page and reading from it? Sure. Like the sure. vagina monologue. Yeah. <laughs> None of it. I'll it read might it with my vagina. Sense, but I can certainly point you to some good passages. All right. I yeah. think I'm going to scan some pages and put it on the... We should make art. Yeah. Yeah. There's collage. some really good pictures in there. Yeah. It's great. It's like something you would pay definitely $50 for if it was in a bookstore. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> because it's got all these extra postcards and drawings and. It's a good sticker on the front. Mixed media. Yeah. It's got some clips from a Filipino newspaper also that it's really special. It's like an English language Filipino newspaper, an order of weird home decoration items. Came all wrapped up in this newspaper, and we saved saved some of the better parts. Yep, that's great. I think you should maybe be an artist, (laughs) but you don't realize that like this is already a beautiful piece of art. (laughs) The the, this I'm gesturing to is the diary that is sitting. It's very New York, and there's another volume somewhere, but I can't remember who has it. Really, it's like the Sisterhood of the Traveling Pants. Like you pass it between each other. That's great. It'd be funny though if it was cursed, and whoever whoever it gets passed to next is cursed to a lifetime in retail. Oh, oh that's no, that's awful. That's awful. <laughs> <laughs> no, it, that's it. It's it's cursed. It's, it's cursed. haunted and it's cursed and it smells like farts. It's like that doll Annabelle. <laughs> yeah. I did. Do you watch that movie? I tried. I had to turn it off after four minutes. Yeah, I looked pretty bad. Yeah. Scary doll movie. It's yeah. based on a true story, apparently, of a what? haunted doll. Yeah. Really? Yeah. I thought it was just a spinoff no. of yeah of that other horror movie. She was. I think there's a really creepy story about all of it, and I don't want. I'm getting a sense from Regan that the last thing she wants to hear about is a haunted doll. I'm not. I'm not scared. I'm not really scared of a haunted doll in real life, but haunted doll movies are terrifying. Mm-hmm. All right, but if there was a real life haunted doll, no such thing. <laughs> do, you, do you have a ghost story for us today? Oh, no, I don't think I do have a ghost story. Yeah, I didn't think so after you said that you didn't believe in haunted dolls. When I was little, I used to say that there was ghosts in our house because I grew up in a pretty old house and I knew for a fact that people had died there. But I was specifically, I was making it up when I was little because I thought it was cool to make shit up. That is pretty cool. My little friends and I in like second grade, maybe we would make stuff up all the time, like make stuff up about people trying to kidnap us. Oh, oh boy. I was a bullshitter. Really I bad. one time I was an only child and I one time it was on Easter morning I printed out a letter that said that I had been kidnapped <laughs> and I presented it to my I did this a few times 
I did it by hand once. And one time I I did the thing where you cut out letters from a newspaper and glued it all together. And then I I printed it out from our computer that only had DOS. So it was obviously just printed from our the one like word processing (laughs) thing that we had. And then I would hide in a spot in my room that I thought they didn't know about. (laughs) And then I would wait and wait and wait. And then all of a sudden I'd hear them go, where's Jessica? I don't know. And I'd be like, this is amazing. (laughs) And the things that I would tell them to do for ransom, stuff like go to White Spot and order a pirate pack with 12 gold coins and then go to the 12th floor of this hotel and stand on one foot and sing turkey in the straw and then we'll give you your daughter back that's amazing um i for the listener uh pirate pack is it's a thing that they sell children's food in that's made out of folded paper and at white spot at white spot which is a a local chain of places that give you diarrhea (laughs) shitty restaurant uh white people food it's where you go with your old grandma because they want liver and onions terrible children yeah who want to uh lick the water in the fountain in the front of it you only did that once (laughs) (laughs) there is no white spot in quebec and when i first moved out here Maybe I'll do my retail nightmare early for a change. Do it. Is it about White Spot? It is. Really? Yeah. Oh, I want to know. When I first moved here and I worked at that fancy store on Robson Street, everybody, my friend Josh and the other managers, I'm like, you have to go to White Spot. And I was like, what is it? Like, it's the original burger joint from Vancouver. The burgers are so delicious. And so I was like, that does sound delicious because I'm from Montreal and it's a big burger town. So I went over there at lunch and I had the burger and as I was walking back, my stomach just was like, no! Oh, no. It's the triple O sauce. Yeah, it's Ooh. really bad for your stomach. They have this, my retail nightmare. It's, like, it's basically hot mayonnaise. Yeah, it's hot mayonnaise. Hot mayonnaise with never. pickle juice in it or something like That's that. It's gross. Yeah, it's, and they try and... I think you have to be raised on it to be able to digest it. Yeah, it's not great. We went there so often when I was a child that they knew us by name, and they we walked in there and they said, "Do you want the regular?" And we'd be like, "Yes." <laughs> I also have a retail nightmare actually from White Spot. We it's, should do ours in reverse, and then because I think that we're going to have a lot. From yeah, I guess let's get ours out of the way. And yeah, because they're them not both. even going to be anywhere near as good as what's coming up. Oh God, don't, don't hype it too bad. <laughs> we're your hype men. <laughs> you specifically said you wanted to be hyped, hella. I think that's the words you used. Uh, I may have dreamed this. But my... Okay, my retail nightmare happened a few years ago. Did you just pull a hair out of your kombucha? (laughs) I think I did. It's good for you. Uh, The mother has sprouted. Do you want (laughs) to... Well, there was a blonde hair in my kombucha. Oh, do you want another bottle? No, we have a whole case. (laughs) Think a hair is going to stop me from a fruit (laughs) booch? I hope you can pick up that echo. What is it podcast. like? What is it made of to start with? Tea, like the nugget that's in there. What? That's live bacteria. <sighs> it's like from nothing, or like? <laughs> no, I'm curious. <laughs> you already said you don't believe in ghosts. <laughs> it's haunted. Kombucha is haunted. I don't yeah, believe in, now. I'm it's not that the- I don't believe in ghosts, but I feel like I've never experienced a ghost. But I do think that I have experienced a UFO. All right. Okay. That counts. You are Scully. <laughs> you tell your retail nightmare story. Okay. Mine's we- really short. I went to White Spot with my friend who's from America. So she was very obsessed with White Spot. <laughs> and she would make us go as often as possible. And we were just sitting there, two probably 20-year-olds <laughs> alone on maybe a Friday night at White Spot. That sounds fun. She was really obsessed with the car hop service, too, which oh, yeah. is how you, like, you drive up and you order by flashing your lights at the back of a building, like it's a drug deal, and then they bring you milkshakes. <laughs> or like a secret gay hookup. <laughs> oh, a- that's even more exciting. Yeah, yeah that's totally. way more exciting. <laughs> Except not as fulfilling. <laughs> uh, it's relative. And Well, it ends in diarrhea, too. <laughs> But <laughs> Jessica, what? I meant white spot, not a hookup or a drug deal or a drug deal. So we were sitting. We weren't doing car hop service. We were inside, and there was a booth of four women across the aisle from us, and they were all wearing yoga gear and Ooh, fancy workout outfits. Like they had come straight from wherever their hot Bar yoga class. place. But they, it looked like they had just bought the outfits and had never 
been to a gym and just were sort of playing the part of healthy people. And so they, and they were at white spot ordering, they all ordered burgers. And then when the food came, they all sent it back saying, no, I didn't ask for this. And I wanted this on the side. And it was just, it felt like a hidden camera show. It was so, cause we heard them order and we know that they didn't say they wanted no dressing on the side and no sauce and all this. And so the waiter who was also our waiter was extremely apologetic and felt so sorry. And he said, I'll fix that right up. And he brought it back and, you know, wasn't longer than five minutes. And the women were just, they wanted to pick a fight with him. And so they were like, I want to see your manager, blah, 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 blah. And so the manager came over and he was, you know, wearing a suit and he was, very apologetic and said, you know, the meal is on us. It's completely free. Don't worry about it. And you could tell that the kid was in trouble, even though it was not really his fault because yeah. they were just sort of nightmare people. So at the end of our meal, my friend Robin and I uh, decided to give our waiter an extra big tip to make up for the fact that those women were so terrible. And we wrote him a little note on the bill. And this was... uh Probably a little bit close to Halloween. It might have been late September. (laughs) Robin wrote on the bill, those women were witches before Halloween. (laughs) Like that's a phrase that people use. And then we left it and ran out of the restaurant, went around the side and peeked through the windows and waited to see the waiter getting the note. And we watched him and watched him read it. And then he laughed and we we felt like we had done a good thing that's you a did. great story maybe maybe that was their workout like yeah going and being mean <laughs> to service people was their oh. workout jerk a size yeah jerker size jerker size that mm. sounds like it's something else yeah. <laughs> something that i would like to be a part of yeah jerk a size jerk a size and one you, yeah you could push over mailboxes what else could you do key cars you know how you run from one side of the gym to the other and like touch the wall you could do that on the street but key and cars on the other side (laughs) or just pushing people's doorbells oh that would be good like fun yeah it's like mat night but anytime you want you could find that neighbor whose dog barks as soon as he sees another human being and like pop out and pop back in and pop out like pop back in pop out of your pants yeah <laughs> pop it out pop it back in why the dog is barking pop it out pop it back in train and train a dog to freak out every time you pop out of your pants so regan uh-huh. uh so <laughs> i you I worked have so many retail nightmares i have worked you worked on fourth avenue i did work on fourth avenue i have worked i have only worked two retail jobs well maybe three i did a very short waitressing gig when i was a teenager but I have only worked two retail jobs, but I worked each of those retail jobs for a very long time each. This is already great. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So the, that, the one that I worked at before, the job that I have now, which I like very much, which is nothing like retail, um, was on 4th Avenue. And I worked there for six years. Whoa. Something like that. Um, uh, when I first moved here, I moved here to go to grad school and I needed a, like a sh- little part-time job. And I got a job at Boom and it was a nice place to work. They had like a a pretty laid back work ethic, I guess. But I don't the customers think, were awful. I don't think I ever went in there because the name really threw me off. There's yes. lots of cute and affordable home things. Yeah. It was like cheap and cheerful housewares. Like Umbra stuff. Yeah. And yeah. like shabby chic. Yeah. We had like we had like the, the business model was like if you take something that's cheap and take it out of its shitty packaging oh, it might yeah. look cool and the the it was run by a lady and her adult daughter who was a little bit younger than me and the daughter had really good taste and she was cool so between the two of them they could like order cool things and most of it was pretty affordable i mean there was some crap but the crap was fun too yeah. So they were not the nightmare. It was mostly no, not customers. They were, it was the customers because it was it's a it's a wealthy neighborhood and wealthy shoppers tend to be dicks. It's an X. <laughs> Fourth Avenue for people who don't live in Vancouver. Fourth Avenue was interesting because it used to be the epicenter of the hippie community yeah. in the sixties. Yeah, my parents lived there briefly in when they moved here for a year in 1969 wow they lived on uh fifth and maple and they're like to tell stories about how the empty lot across the street was where everybody did their drug deals wow (laughs) yeah Yeah, i watched when it was the 40th anniversary of the summer of love i watched 
a documentary about Fourth Avenue, and they focused on it was shot during 1967, and it was or 68 or something like that, and it was from the CBC archives, and it was about this man who ran a store and he made sandals, but he was didn't always take just money for payment. He, he was this long bearded man. He wasn't a long man. His beard was long, but he was kind of like Jesus. And they asked him, you know, what could, how could I pay for a pair of your sandals? And he's like, well, you could write me a poem. You could sing me a song. You could tell me a story. <laughs> oh my gosh. And, and then he went out of business. Money. <laughs> yeah. Well, he's not there anymore. But the thing is, yeah, now there's $120 baby yoga pants. Yeah. It's probably. Crazy. Yeah. It's a weird street, Linda. Yes. Uh, it's very busy. Yeah. Um, and it was like... The first Lululemon was on Fourth Avenue, I believe. Yeah. yeah, that makes sense. And like that block, the block that the store that I worked in, which is no longer there, which is kind of too bad. Um, that block is it has some of the highest rent in Vancouver for retail spaces. And it's the block with Whole Foods and Gravity Pope, which is a very fancy shoe store. And mm -hmm. it was mm -hmm. the kind of block, too, where you, like, get to know all the other people that work in the neighborhood. And some of them are awful, too. <laughs> <laughs> most of them were not. I still have some friends that are from that, like, neighborhood. But, yeah, most of the – we had a lot of really regular customers. People would come in, like, every couple of days, which is Boy. super weird. Yeah. People who were obsessive about certain objects that you could tell that they had like, maybe a – hoarding problem like people who would come in and buy candles that they probably didn't need or like mm. magnets or mm. yeah there's so many weird people hoarding magnets has got to get crazy dangerous there, i i was reminded <laughs> i was reminding myself of some of the crazy people by reading that book and there's more than one story in there from more than one employee about people who don't didn't know how magnets work what? <laughs> yeah. Was like, they were they dressed like, like clowns? There were, so like by the till, there'd be like lots of little knickknacks and like tiny things that were cheap, like impulse buy things. And there was always a couple of bins of little tiny magnets with like glass shapes on them. And people would pick the magnets up and they'd like sift through them. And then they would go over to a jewelry cabinet that was on the other side of the till that was had a glass door <laughs> and they would try and stick the magnet <laughs> to, to a glass mirror. door <laughs> to a glass and like n not understanding why this wasn't working also why do you how do you need to test a magnet if it's in a bin of other magnets you need to, you need to you need to ask wow. 10 questions about it and you need to test it and you did need anyone to ever return the magnet oh yes people oh my returned gosh, oh everything my gosh. Whoa. Yeah. Actually, that's my specific retail nightmare that I was like, I'm going to tell that story. I'm returning oh. this magnet. It won't stick to my bicycle tire. <laughs> <laughs> it won't stick to my... <laughs> I have this crazy laugh. Like, it's such a crazy... I don't like, cry. <laughs> I don't understand. Somebody, and this wasn't a child. Didn't know how a magnet works. Yeah, no. <laughs> and I put it on glass. I was always... <laughs> I was always amazed by stickers that. Stickers and magnets. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and you can't you can't respond like you're a fucking idiot you have to do it politely you have to be like oh haha it, oh maybe it only will stick to like metals and not all metals like only things that are you know magnetic, metal, magnetic. <laughs> oh my god i don't feel well i know That's, it's crazy that just makes there were so many stupid people sad for humanity yeah it's always so shocking when it's in such an affluent part of town too. no those are the stupid people those are the yeah, stupid no, people especially so and i hate to say this but like older and usually women because they may not have had, ever had to have a job like they were someone's wife and have been their whole lives so it's not really their fault like maybe a little bit until they were dried up and then they were shuffled out the door and then like and the magnet factory, <laughs> the magnet factory. <laughs> and they spend their whole day shopping and they want to spend your time because they have nothing better to do yeah mm -hmm. there's a lot of that but my specific nightmare was because the store was kind of it had like trendy sort of trendy stuff like trendy lamps or like small furniture designy type stuff for very little money we'd get in interior decorator people oh. come in and they were the worst they're always the worst and there was one woman in particular who would shop fairly regularly she never bought that much but she would come in a lot because she lived in that same block above whole foods there's there's condos it was capers at the time but yeah. um there's condos and there's tons of people that live up there and they were often the ones who came in regularly this woman she was a 
she was a pain in the ass. She was an <laughs> interior decorator, and she talked about how she was an interior decorator a lot. Whoa. And she came in, and cool. she carries a lot of weight. She yeah. want yeah, well, it's a very important job. Um, <laughs> she she wanted to order specifically a lamp, which I think we were going to get from our other store, which was in Victoria. And our boss would periodically bring stuff over or bring stuff back, whatever was needed. And she'd come on the ferry in her big SUV and bring all the crap. And we would, you know, we would diligently call up the people who had left their name for their specific special item. So I, I uh, called up this lady. She had these lamps. She came and picked them up. She's very excited for these lamps, which were for a client, apparently. <laughs> and, and, and then she was like, I think I need help bringing them home. No problem. I helped her carry them home. I walked like the block and a half over yeah. to her house. Oh. Special service. I didn't mind. Get out of the store for like 10 minutes. Um, so I knew where she lived. I knew she lived really close by. And then I think our like return policy was as long as you had your receipt, it was two weeks uh, for a return. And then as long as you has your, had your receipt, it was any time for a, a credit note, no matter how long it had been. So she brought the lamps back and it was like a month and a half later, something crazy like that. And she, when she was told that she was only going to get a credit note, not a return a refund of her money, she lost her mind and Whoa. she she had a tantrum in the store and she, including the line, I'm pissed off. She actually said those words, <laughs> I'm pissed off and stomped her foot. Oh boy. Like a cartoon. Like It wasn't like we weren't going to give her anything back for it. She got a credit note. Also, she she's good. shopped she's there a shopped lot. She shopped there a lot. She lives a block away. It's not like she couldn't get back within the two weeks or whatever it was. Hmm. She couldn't handle it. And I, I was like, I know where you live. You live like <laughs> five minutes away. Why would this have been so difficult for you? And she, yeah, she just had a tantrum. So, so she eventually got her credit note and shut up. And as she was walking out the door, <laughs> I, I mimicked her performance and I stomped my foot and said, I'm pissed off. And she saw me and heard me. <laughs> <laughs> she told your manager? No. Oh, <laughs> they didn't care. We were allowed to do stuff like that. No one cared. That's, That's why it was the like nicest job for it was a just shitty a, job. A long echo. <laughs> it wasn't yeah, right. making fun of her. And was... it, like my coworkers all, all like lost it behind the till because they couldn't believe that I had That's... We had we had a lot of like instances where it was sort of okay if someone was being a bitch, then you could sort of give it back to them. And our oh, manager was nice. sort of okay with it. Like obviously don't leap to that behavior right away, but no, but I think it was great. People was, should know that if they're treating someone badly, that you know that doesn't feel good, and yeah. you mm-hmm. should only give the respect that you get. So that's kind of how we did it there. I'm on board with nice. that, which Even is why though, I stayed there for six years. But I feel kind of bad because you guys shouldn't be selling lamps that magnets won't stick to. <laughs> yeah. I thought you said when she was on her way out the door, she tried to put a magnet onto the glass. I pissed off, <laughs> and these magnets are broken. She actually, an adult woman actually like stomped her foot. Oh, wow! So good. I want to know what the rest of her life is like. Oh, probably, she's probably probably awful. Out of business. I ho- I feel like she's an interior decorator for birds. <laughs> like I'm an interior designer. Sure you are. Sure you are. Yeah, we there were a lot of people who with that we seemed like it was kind of a made up job and they just wanted to seem important. Mm-hmm. There was a lot of that. We got a lot of in clothing, we got a lot of people coming in from the movies. Yeah, and oh, we one did. of the pitches would always be like they come in, they're super they're always if they, for some reason these really tall women. <laughs> I don't know if it just yes, yeah, just really tall, yes. often with like really cool clothes. Um, and they're like, oh, I'm in such a rush, but I need to pull as many uh, this type of dress that you have because we've got five actors to dress, and this could be a lot of money for you guys. And I remember the first few times it happened, I was like, this could be a lot of money for you guys, <laughs> and they never buy anything, and they take your best pieces and then bring them back two days later, and they're like, sorry, nothing worked. Mm. So they would just leave a credit card and whatever. And interior decorators in Montreal, like all the time would come in and like, I think this is going to work. Um, I'm just going to take it with me. And it would be like this giant, huge thing we'd have to carry out to their car. Yeah. (laughs) And then they'd bring it back. Always like that. We had people buying movie props. Um, I remember a guy used to come in to buy stuff for um, Battlestar Galactica. Cool. And I didn't watch it at the time, but then later I started watching it and I would be like, oh my God, it's that teapot. Like a futuristic <laughs> teapot, and they'd always have to buy six of whatever it was. Oh, how okay. come? In case something broke. 
Oh. And I would find, I would be like, oh my god, it's that ugly candle holder. <laughs> apparently our stuff looked like it belonged on a spaceship in the yeah, future. Some of it. Which is kind of cool. Oh, the most fun one was the lady who came in. She was working on a movie and she was looking for a container that someone would hide their weed in. Like a character <laughs> in the movie needed to hide their weed. And we we're like, oh my God, this is the best. We all like ran around the store looking for the best little like boxy thing or container. Yeah. What do people hide their weed in? So many things. I wouldn't There's know. so many options. Me either. <laughs> Regan? Don't look behind I, that picture frame. I was, I was, I was extremely helpful. I'll just put it that way. Yeah. I don't have any, I, I never have any weed. Yeah, I to know. hide. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you wear it. Just but I, I do as like jewelry. those little boxes. I have a, a container at home that, if I had weed, I would hide it in there. It's like this little wooden box that was belonged to my grandmother. And if I had weed, I wish I had one of those garbage can candy containers. <gasps> do you remember those garbage can yeah. candies? Yep, that would be the best place. Pretty. I pretty had good. friends when I was younger, and they kept it in there, was, and I didn't smoke weed. But it's like that was a pretty cool place. What's a garbage can candy? They're kind it's of like, like bottle caps, but they like came that. in. A little plastic. Yeah, it was just a tiny garbage can that had candy shaped like garbage in it. So it's not even hiding the fact that what you're putting in your body is terrible, right? No, things were simpler back then. <laughs> and it, I think like, like I vaguely remember those, and I feel like you might you, you might be too young to remember those. They probably just a little baby. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Change your diaper. Just like there was like an era in like the early '80s where like stuff was great, garbage was great. Candy was great. Garbage Garbage pail. Oh, yeah. Oh, oh, wacky packs. So great. Is that a type of diaper? (laughs) What? A wacky pack? No, it's like, you know how the the big sheet of stickers? Oh, yeah, yeah. Wacky packs. All right. Choose a thing from the book to read to us. Yeah. Oh, my God. Story time. You guys have to talk while I look. Read us one of your poems. No, it's not all me. This this is me and... So I currently work with two of the people that I worked with at this store because one of them got me a really nice job and then so I had to get my friend who I work with now again to bring it from home because I stole this when I left and I don't know who has the other one what about what's that on that page yeah this (laughs) Biff Naked used to come in a lot she was really nice she was super super weird but really nice and she (laughs) she asked us to throw out the straw from her beet juice from capers but we didn't throw it out. We kept it. (laughs) (laughs) Who's weird now? Yeah, that's kind of... (laughs) Biff naked, I'm sorry. A lot of these entries don't make sense without the pictures that are in here. Oh, there's one entry about the woman, the creature that ate Kitsilano, who's like the worst of the Kitsilano stereotypes. I have to find it. I just really like the picture. Oh, yeah. This is a good one. I drew that one. It's a guy in a in a tra- really wow. an elaborate tracksuit. That's a futuristic. I don't See, know if any of them are, are going to be. Um, will make any sense without I'll context. The ones with the best pictures. Oh, here we go. Silly questions part two. Uh, no, wait, sorry. Silly questions part two million three hundred twenty-one thousand nine hundred eighty-seven. I didn't see the other numbers there. <laughs> Dumb Surrey housewife, and there's a picture of a of a lady with a big purse and some bell bottoms. And then uh, Pam, this is my friend Pam, who I also still work with at a different place. Um, and the dumb Surrey housewife is saying, excuse me, what is the phone number for the dollar store on Main Street? And, <laughs> oh pa- and Pam replies, oh, just a second. Let me get that out of my back pocket where I keep <laughs> such important phone numbers. <laughs> it's, on- <laughs> it's on the same piece of paper as the sushi restaurant downtown, you moron. <laughs> I like, I like that phrasing though. I feel like that's maybe code word for like, where can I buy pills? Yeah, Do you who know knows? The number to the dollar store on wink, wink. Main Street. Because I'd like so to good. smoke some dollar store. <laughs> oh god, people are so Cash. crazy. <laughs> oh, that's a. I think that book is going to be a bestseller, basically. Whoa. There's a whole section in that book, too, where we became obsessed with a, a, a girl who worked at the shoe store next door who was just she was just so cool and self-possessed. And we thought it was funny. We thought it was hilarious. That this <laughs> girl just thought she was uh, hot shit. And she 
she was in she was featured in there was like a there used to be like a home style decorating supplement that came in the georgia Strait. i remember it and she was on the back page of it or she was in there with like a really short interview and a picture of her looking all cool so we cut it out and put it in there and then it just exploded from there and i think she realized that we had become fascinated with her because we would like it's like when you have a crush on someone in high school and you act like an idiot around yes. them but only them it's like that i think she knew what was going on can i see the picture there's a really cool person wearing a jungle print jacket this is great podcasting by the way <laughs> oh yeah we'll probably have to add there's all some the great <laughs> great quotes in here regan's nemesis p.s you are not at the beach and you're definitely not wearing a bathing suit so why are you wearing a sarong you <laughs> we were really mean fake dreads equals not cool <laughs> I think these things still stand, actually. So was, they're really good drawings. It was great. It was, uh, oh, there's a picture of me crying down there Aww. that I drew of myself because <laughs> I was not a rich, rich teenager. Aww. There was a, there was a lot of assumptions by the customers that came in there that because we worked in this store, we all had to be stupid, and everyone was like either in university or you know smart otherwise independently in- intelligent and like well read we were all it was all pretty smart people and i remember a guy he was being rude and i was to counteract it i was being like overly polite oh that's and great. he told me i was being obsequious and then he was like oh you wouldn't know what that word means and you're like little do you know i'm like, a poet i'm a fucking mfa like don't <laughs> leave me alone <laughs> and i told him that i was like do you know that you're talking to someone who's intelligent you don't realize that the person you're talking to has a brain and a life outside of this store there was a lot of that i have a retail nightmare oh yeah that brought up a flash flashback yeah, this is bringing up a lot for me too when uh, the yoga store was in the process of closing down the shop and focusing on just making back-end goods and selling them through other stores, they had a business coach come in, which is a whole other oh. episode. Um, but they also had a marketing team come in, and they did a trade with them. So part of their pay was done one way, and part of their pay was done as a trade for goods because they're really expensive. So one, And the women that were in this marketing team – they were tough to be around. Like we knew our jobs were on the line and stuff and they came in and they were rude and they had a credit with the store. So one of them came in with her husband and Constance, a woman that worked there who had a university degree and an arts degree independently and super intelligent, just wanted to do something different with her life. She's a massage therapist now, worked at the store and one of the guys came in and she was trying to figure out this very complicated credit which they ended up kind of fucking us over on and getting way more money than they're supposed to she had trouble figuring out what was owed and what wasn't owed and the husband who has no reason to be there says oh i guess this is why you work at a store <gasps> and made her cry oh, yeah wow. that would make me cry I, or i would cry and yell at that person I'm just mad she's yeah. the type of person that would not yell she's like she's very very calm but she i think she was able to say like you know, that's inappropriate. And it, it went all the way back to like the owners and they're mortified. Yikes. But they're just like fucking garbage people. Yikes. That's the weird thing that happens with the podcast is that on the way here, I had a completely different retail nightmare. And then the white spot one drugged my digestive <laughs> retail nightmare. <laughs> and, uh, but um, <laughs> I remember just being like, well, people, I don't understand. All they eat is sushi and this weird burger with the hot mayonnaise on it. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I think the people who eat sushi don't also eat lies. Lies. No. Yeah. yeah. I when I moved here, Hot I didn't mayonnaise. know a lot about anything, and the food was really different. And I was working on Robson Street, so the choices were sushi, Starbucks, or White Spot. Basically, Starbucks is not. I that that I put on so much weight in my first few months working here because I just drank the white mocha, a venti, <laughs> and a Copenhagen Danish, and I just quit smoking and probably had a thyroid disease back then. I got so fat. <laughs> and I, we had to, I had to keep buying bigger suits. Oh. Yes, we had to wear suits to work. I said, Chubby! So cute. <laughs> uh, <laughs> my friends at home were so mean. They're like, oh, you got so fat. Everyone's like, skinnier what? in Montreal. I'm from Montreal, too. Oh. Yeah. I think everyone's skinnier there. Everyone smokes. Everyone smokes. And there's also and winter. There's winter to contend with, which I think makes everybody skinny. 
Yeah, because their bodies are burning more calories to stay warm. It's probably something there. I feel like there's something to it. I read this dieting book one time, and it said to burn to burn more calories, take only cold showers and only drink ice water because your body has to burn more calories to stay warm. Oh, how terrible advice! And it said to turn your heat down and to wear less clothes. And I didn't take that advice because I enjoy not shivering. I don't care how skinny I would be if I only ate ice. It's been a long time since I bought a diet book, but I do remember the last one I bought, and it was in Montreal. It was in 2005, and I was just about to move back here. As I mentioned, I've had some up and down weights, and I was moving back to Vancouver, and I had put on all this weight when I was living in Montreal, and I'd seen Oprah had a new diet book, oh. and my bank account was nearly empty. My dog had just died. Oh, <laughs> oh my God. And uh, I was like, I can't believe I'm going back. I'm going back to Vancouver. My dog is dead. I don't have a job. I don't have any money in my savings account. And I'm chubby. <laughs> so I went down to Indigo and I bought the book and I was reading on the bus ride back to, I was dog sitting for a friend uh, at the time that and house sitting. Yeah. His dogs were friends with my dog too. So they were good company. <gasps> oh. um, and I started reading the book and I was like, oh my God, I've been, I've been had. <laughs> And that was $35. Uh, it was before Amazon.ca. Oprah! Exactly. And it's like, and it was like that. It was like, well, get work out three times a day, uh, every third day, and eat this incredibly expensive diet. And But also, Oprah is notoriously sort of yo-yo dieting and yeah. her weight's going up and down. But joke's on us. I would never take advice from her because she's on a anything? bajillionaire. Yeah, she doesn't live in the real world anymore. Yeah. Exactly. Also, this diet book was my mom's and she lent uh, it to me. Oh, no. She lent it to me and I was like, thanks, mom. <laughs> I love you, too. And then she also bought me a yoga mat when I had never said that I liked yoga at all. And she was like, happy Easter. And I was like, why are we Where are my chocolates? Yeah. I thought <laughs> you always got me jelly beans. <laughs> I have an Easter nightmare. I thought of this, too, when you guys were talking. Man. My parents forgot Easter one year. And when it's you were so little? When we were little. No. And, and it, back in the day, stores were not open until 10 o'clock. So they got us each a regular size chocolate bar, which we had all the time, <laughs> and hid them in the dining room and then just waited for us to lose our minds when we found them. And we were like, what is this? <laughs> we were so sad. Wow. Yeah, Easter candy. Easter's my favorite. Easter candy's pretty great. Easter was, yeah, one of the few things that would tide a child over. <laughs> From between Christmas and Halloween. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. It's your candy milestones. Yeah. Very crucial. Easter is the best candy, too. It really does. The prettiest candy. The most colorful. I'm, a, I'm really fond of Easter jelly beans. Yeah, Ooh, me too. Like they're just Those big, huge better. ones? No, just regular jelly beans, but in Easter colors. Ooh, and therefore the Easter flavors, even though there's no such thing. But just like... Bunny. Chick. <laughs> mm, Jesus. Grass. Yeah. I love them Jesus flavored jelly beans. The rebirth. <laughs> this one's rebirth. <laughs> oh, that's one of the things that says on kombucha sometimes. Synergy. Rebirth. Revitalize. Yeah. They'd never lie it to sounds us. Like, like They'd never forget Easter at oh, GTs. Totally. <laughs> yeah. Don't lead us astray. Today, my friend texted me asking what was a good starter kombucha. <laughs> she said, my tum hurts. <laughs> And I'm in the grocery store standing in front of the kombucha. Which one should I? Because I've been telling her it's so tasty, but she was a little nervous. So I gave her a good starter one. And then she texted me five minutes later and just said, yum. And <laughs> then. What was your starter you suggestion? You should tell me that too. Was it rise? I don't, it was rise. I don't yeah. like kombucha. Like kombucha that I've tasted has been nasty and I don't like it. But if I often have it. If you start with a sort of sweeter one that's not as tangy. And one without the mother. The mother. It's just like juice it's just like tea or juice that's what the little nuggets called yeah i think the dr bruise is a good starter yeah, I one recommended that because one it's too. also sour but it's not so sugary mellow yeah it's good if it's yellow <laughs> drink it down <laughs> <laughs> if it's yellow poop it do <laughs> if it's yellow make it brown <laughs> if it's yellow you're a fellow <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's all, all true. All true. All and true. All inscribed <laughs> and on my toilet seat. <laughs> truer if it rhymes. All right. Am I a good person or am I a crazy person? The other day I was. <laughs> I thought you were just going to leave gonna it in answer that. like with no evidence. I was on the ferry and I was in the private lounge and there's a private bathroom for the people in the private lounge. Ooh. And somebody did a huge number two 
and he left number two on the toilet seat. What? So I washed it off, and then I washed the whole toilet. Is that crazy? <laughs> That's crazy. You no, you're a good person. They had a toilet it, brush. It can be both. You can oh, be there was both. a toilet brush. Yeah, there? you can be both. I was just so upset because it's like this. You, you pay extra for this, and like it would have been crazy if you took a Ziploc bag, captured the poop. No, there was, there was just like to, there was just a little like, bit of it still in the seat. I don't know what happened to him. I mean, Maybe was there? Jay, can you edit at the poop story? <laughs> no, no. <laughs> I've I've cleaned up the whole laundry room in my building, which is often really gross. I think it's like, nice because you don't want so, the person who comes after you to feel experience the same anger, that and you, you also felt. don't you don't want them to, to think, think it it's you. you. Yeah. So you're smart. Yeah, I don't think you're crazy. Yeah, I think it's a it comes from a place of very sincere niceness. It's yeah, like it's just gross. All right, so guys, thanks for messaging me on Twitter. Some of you message me every time. <laughs> like Rob does it. Yeah, every time. Rob, yeah. but his is pretty good today. This is pretty good today. But this one came to us on Tumblr, which was inventive. Half of Infinity asked, How do I know if I'm the good kind of weird person and not the bad kind? Well, do you hurt animals? <laughs> the answer is no. You're so far the good kind of person. Also, humans are animals. That yeah, counts. yeah. Do you touch people like just on the small of their back for no reason? <laughs> that makes you the bad kind of weird. Oh, yeah. Um, no one likes that. Unless yeah, they've expressly I, said, I want you to do that. Yeah, like in a sexy way. Yeah. yeah like, do people often uh, mistakenly think that you're a Scientologist? Bad kind of weird. Oh, yeah. Nailed it. Do yeah. you blink? <laughs> yeah. Make sure you're blinking. <laughs> Sometimes just count to 10 and then blank if it's hard for you to remember to blank. Do you think it's cool to wear two different socks every day just because it makes you more like of a personalized person? Then you're a good kind of weird. But also like don't try so hard. Yeah. Sometimes down over there. Sometimes you're, gonna, you're making they'll it match. Weird. Yeah. I don't know. I think if you even would write this, you're probably going to be on the good side. Exactly. Um, you can also always do a am I a sociopath test. It may, may be helpful. Yeah, that's definitely the bad type of weird yeah. person. But but they seem just like everyone else. Very yeah. successful often. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Knows. Nothing slows them down. Yep. Ugh. Just Barf. Get it done. Thanks, Half of Affinity. I hope that you are feeling good about our answer. Yeah, I checked out their Flickr page because it was linked to that. And there are good pictures, so... Yeah, so you're probably the good kind yeah, of weird. I think you're probably good. You're an artist. Then we have a couple from Twitter... Uh, Dina Delbuccia, she's a poet. She's great. She's a friend of mine. She has a great podcast with Daniel Zamparelli called She Candlet. She was one of the people who worked on 4th Avenue when I worked there at Duffy's. It was always a pleasure to go in and say hello to her. She's the greatest. So her question is, I feel like other creative people know how to turn creativity into money, but me not know. <laughs> what should I do with my life? Hey, if you find out, tell me. Yeah, tell us too. Uh, or start a podcast with us. Um <laughs> I know it certainly feels that way, Dina, but I think that you are already so successful that it's only a matter of time before you reach that tipping point. The trick is with that and being an artist is being able to hang on and maintain having a shitty day job or having a day job forever. And it can be really frustrating. I know in comedy, sometimes it doesn't seem like the cream uh, reaches the top. And of course, you're probably like me. and You're like, maybe they are more talented than me or they are more talented or they deserve it more. But Dina, no one deserves success more than you do. You are a lovely, bright light in this world. So hang in there, kid. That's my advice. I consider Dina a success by my standards. So yeah. there. So there. By anybody's standards. She's a really lovely person. Also, sometimes I know this is going to sound, I'm going to want to shoot myself after I say this, but sometimes payment in the great people that you get to know through things instead of just like physical money. Sometimes that physical money doesn't buy sundresses. Let's talk like about metaphysical money. <laughs> Psychosexual money. Spiritual money. <laughs> the currency that Dina's looking for is very specifically dollar signs. They're in her tweets. Yeah, everybody's got to eat and pay rent. But. Yeah. But sometimes, you know, sometimes I was thinking about this recently. 
Sometimes you're just such a good person. People just want to take you out for meals all the time. It's not enough. <laughs> I know. <laughs> but I think there are those people out there who just sort of can survive just off of goodwill. Not that I'm saying you need to. Okay, I'm just going <laughs> to stop I hope you get that sundress <laughs> that Alicia seems to think. Made of gold. You have your eye on. <laughs> so uh, this is from <laughs> Megan Thomas. Uh, she's at I Know About Stuff on Twitter. Alicia Tobin, if you realize that a retailer bar job is actually what you do need, can you start that as an adult or no? <laughs> uh, well, it depends on uh, where you want to work. I would say yes, for sure. You could get a job in retail. Yeah. Everyone. Yeah. As long it, as not everyone else that works at the place that you want to work at is a teenager, yeah. you should be fine. Or yeah. it might be fun to hang out with a bunch of weird teens. Find out what all those uh, text abbreviations mean, finally. <laughs> yeah, DDY, doo <laughs> We hope you get a, your dream job in what retail. What does stand for? I don't know. Duty? Yeah, why not? Duty. Megan, I hope you find a great job. You can do whatever you like, and those are good jobs. Yeah, there's nothing wrong with if, you're, if you decide you want to be a bartender when you're 60. That's probably going to be really fun. Being a bartender at 60 would be so fun. Yeah. Especially if you're a flair bartender. Oh, wow. <laughs> Everyone would think you're so cool. Oh, yeah. Totally. And you could like so stop late. and like, like pretend your elbow hurts and be like, aha! Just but kidding. Then you, yeah. yeah, and then you do a backflip. <laughs> Something. And you catch a bottle with your butt cheeks. <laughs> <laughs> but it slides through because you're 60. <laughs> I'll have a bionic butt Snoop. by then. <laughs> Come on. I'll be... All these Kegels have got to pay off some. That's the other thing. <laughs> uh, no, I don't buy Kegels. The Kegels? I don't know. Let's do Papa of the Week. All right. Papa of the Week. Regan. Oh, I have where to begin. So many Papos. You're Papo rich. I am Papo rich. First of all, I need to set the record straight. My Papo. I'm sorry. Has already been on the show once. My boyfriend Rob was a guest on this podcast and he said some bullshit about <laughs> Harvey, oh, my yeah. cat, loving him more. Or maybe it was you that suggested that. It I might have been me. Oh, it might have been No, it might have been me. I uh, will take full responsibility. I just want everyone to know that Harvey definitely loves me best. Uh, and he's my special boy. He's very cute. <laughs> special boy. And he had to take him to the vet last night because he needs to get a tooth out. And oh, he's really old. No. And they like they're like, oh, maybe he has a thyroid condition. So we're going to ah, need to do some blood work. Same. Why did you name him Harvey? Oh, his full name is actually Bill Harvey. Um, <laughs> so he's named after a couple of things. My grandfather's name was William Harvey Darling, so Bill Harvey Darling. That's a great name. And mm. also, uh, there was a, this is a little sick, but I found it interesting. There was a physician in the, I want to say, 17th century named William Harvey who discovered the circulation of blood. Um, they didn't realize that blood moved through the body. They thought it just sort of stayed put. Um, and he discovered this scientific fact. Mine stays put. <laughs> you might want to get that looked at. No. Get a blood pump. <laughs> no. No. <laughs> uh, but he unfortunately did made this discovery by performing vivisections oh. on animals. But um, oh. Harvey the cat, my cat has a uh, like a big circular marking on his belly. He's an orangey guy. Ooh. And he's got really cool markings and one of them is a, a circle. Anyway, this physician was... Um, much admired by metaphysical poets of the day, uh, including, I think, John Donne made of, uh, cited him in a poem, or there was a reference to this idea Bloody will, of bloody will. <laughs> circulation of blood being some sort of, you know, metaphysical blood. notion. I don't know. So. Makes the heart grow harder. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's the one. I know poetry. <laughs> So he was a, he was like an interesting scientific figure of the day. I never knew that's why Harvey was called Harvey. Partly, yeah, that's partly why. It's a good cat name. Yeah, he's a he's a good Bill Harvey the Harveman Taylor is his full name. <laughs> but is that just on call him Harvey? A form somewhere. I think at my old vet it was definitely Bill Harvey. That's great. Yeah, animals need to have a first and last name. Yeah. I thought maybe you named him after the best uh, hamburger place in the world, Harvey's. No. Best uh, no, That's the one burgers. Harvey thing that he's not named after. He, Yeah. Would he like to eat a hamburger, though? I bet he yeah, would. Yeah, he likes all the food. His favorite food is, uh, or it was until you 
discovered. Avocado, but yeah. he's not allowed to have that anymore because it gives him butt troubles. <laughs> <laughs> Who toxic? Doesn't. I didn't know. Yeah. Toxic. But he'll, he eats everything. I have maybe one more puppy. Yeah, sure. Yes. Time and room. Maybe two quickly. And Go for it. So I, and I live in a great no, neighborhood in for, for dogs because I, I live right across the street from an unofficial dog park. Pandora it's not park. fenced in. <laughs> no, it's not supposed to be a dog park. It's, people just use it that way and no one ever gets caught. But I get to wake up every morning looking at dogs, which is pretty nice. But there's two dogs in my neighborhood that are really great. One of them lives in a house that's just around the corner from me, and her name is Precious. <laughs> and she's a, Named after the movie. She's a golden doodle, but she doesn't look like most golden doodles. She's a bit smaller and a bit like skinnier and funnier, and she's really special. And I, Every time I walk past their house, and I walk past every day, she sits in the window seat with just her chin resting on the windowsill. So I, I like her a lot. She's very cute. I love a good window Have you ever dog. touched her? Yes. Oh, I see lucky. her less like out in the world because she gets walked, I guess, at times when I'm not around. But the Stroke do... of Midnight. Yeah. Based on the novel by Sapphire? Yeah. Or... <laughs> Sapp- it was about Precious. I, I never Push, read it. Push. A novel by Sapphire? Sapphire? By Precious? Something Precious. Oh, man. We are very white. <laughs> we think that's about a golden doodle. We're very illiterate. <laughs> that's also correct. I saw the movie. It's yeah. good. It seemed really, really sad. It's super sad. I can't watch those Shocking movies. violence. Oh, Precious, based on the novel Push by Sapphire. Yeah, ah, we got it. Yeah. yeah. Watch the Oscars. We got it. <laughs> We got this. <laughs> you look so satisfied. <laughs> yeah. You just rewarded yourself with some wine. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> you earned that. Who's your third puppo? Uh, virtual puppo. <gasps> uh, the Instagram account Goatstagram. Oh. It's so good. If you like goats, uh, like I do. <laughs> I really like goats. She has a goat, a baby goat calendar that uh, was on her fridge. Just adult goats this year. Oh. <laughs> There's some babies in there, but yeah, it's I different. try to get a goat calendar. Do you go to that? Petting farm up in North Van? No, I need to go there. I don't have a car, so it's a little hard to get there. Yeah, let's go. We guys should all go. Let's pile in the car. I talked to Rob about doing this because my friend Pam. It's the most romantic place in the world. I went there with a boyfriend once and he had two asthma attacks. (laughs) You're going to say two boners. I (laughs) love them goats. But there's a goat in the Goatstagram. There's a lady who, I think she has four goats. And they're all pygmy goats. And there's one named Mm. Kevin. And he's so (laughs) wonderful. He's so beautiful. And he does like really goofy things. And he sits on her lap sometimes. And he's just really lovely. I like that goat a lot. It like brightens my day every time there's a good Kevin video on I Goatstagram. I didn't click it today, but I saw in the news feed on Facebook that Channing Tatum was mourning his goat pet. Oh, God. And I was like, that's just, he's a perfect human. Like, I, I love him more and more. I didn't know he had a pet goat. That's and now so I'm good. so sad that I didn't get to share him. He's our Tom Hardy. <laughs> Wait, no, Tom Hardy's my Tom Hardy. Yeah, but like Channing Tatum is our... North American. Tom oh, Hardy. Okay. Right. Yeah. Oh, Different yeah. Country. Like this, this continent. Yeah. He's we not claim as him. good an actor as Tom Hardy, but I think no, that's okay. That, that makes it not balance out. Yeah. yeah. I guess so. It makes no one, no one American Hardy, is as good an actor as anyone British. Is yeah. That how yeah. That works? I think just we hear a British accent and we go, oh, amazing. You a good actor. <laughs> yeah. Tom Hardy's a great actor. Though. Yeah. He's pretty good. And I would like it if both of them were like beside me on either side of my face. I could just go, mwah. Just little kisses, like not super sexual kisses, not like deep tonguing. No, like like puppo kisses. But like, what if they both started sticking their tongues in your ears? I don't like that. Yeah, that's kind of weird. I feel like that's something you have to ask permission for. Yeah, it's very it's alarming so when really I don't like it. The licking is so loud. <laughs> yeah. Also, earwax tastes really bad, and yeah. I always feel bad for whoever's doing that, because I'm like, come on, that I can't taste good. I think they like it. Ugh. Like Let's an anteater? Right <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> yeah, I give it two thumbs down. I give it one Channing and three Tatums. <laughs> <laughs> Every time I say his name, it's different. When I'm just, Tatum, but I'm it's always like Aaron Chauncey, Reed's video, Chauncey Taters, <laughs> uh, Chordman Tadhom, or like it's really difficult to say. Hopman Chord Chordsman. I don't. It's tough. I just love him. It sounds like a snack. It sounds. Pick me up some Channing Tatum. But it sounds like a snack from 300 years ago. Yeah, <laughs> or the 50s. And it makes me think of Taint. Oh. Ew. 
Well, <laughs> I was intrigued. <laughs> no, but it's something like Tatum sounds like Taint Bum. Taint Bum. Okay, that's my new name for him. Shanning Taint Bum. Beautiful. Taint Bum Shag Man. There. Taint Bum Bum. It's hard to say. Whew, Alicia, who's your papa? My papa is a dear old friend. Um, she may have already been papa on this, but I've seen her again recently, and she's my friend Jessie. She's a husky Rottweiler cross that my friends adopted from Smithers, B.C., and she's 13 this year. She's a really big dog to be 13. That's very impressive. And she's so sweet, and she's got crazy eyebrows. And we took her for a walk. Uh, the other day, and it's a big walk for her because she's so old. And it's 15 uh, – no, it wasn't 15. It's five kilometers, so not a very big walk for us. Um, and she was there. She stayed with us the whole time, although we could tell that her hips were bugging her a bit. Oh. And then she was so happy and so tired, but then we had to lift her into the car. And it was just one of those moments where I, was, where I thought about how they're not with us for so long, but they're so lovely. Mm. I love you, Jesse. I know you don't listen to podcasts. <laughs> you don't, You're not you don't that know smart. that. Yeah. She's, yeah. You have very good hearing. Jesse. <laughs> That's how I, everyone talks to her. <laughs> <laughs> that so she's like- my puppo of my week, and she's been a puppo for my life for 10 years. Wow. Yeah, so it's decade puppo. Decade puppo. I want to meet that dog or at least see a photo of she it. She looks like a puppet. I said, didn't I Instagram you a picture of her? Maybe. Yeah, I think I did the other day. I'm really bad at knowing when I'm getting things sent Private to me. Instagram messages. Yeah, I see them three days later and then I get really upset that I didn't see them earlier. <laughs> Who's your puppo, Jess? <sighs> My puppo is uh, an elderly lady <laughs> who I sat beside for a few hours when I was in the emergency room this weekend. What happened? I twisted my ankle. Doing what? Something dumb. <laughs> I stepped on something that I shouldn't have. A and, turtle. <laughs> yeah. It was a really <laughs> fast turtle. I thought it would be slower. Take me out. It's a hoverboard. <laughs> it's God's hover. Whoa. I would ne- it's God's <laughs> hover. Whoa. <laughs> I would never step on a turtle. No. It was, a piece, purpose. it was a piece of faulty masonry that fell apart underneath my... Damn that faulty masonry. <laughs> faulty masonry. <laughs> what? That's what it was. Well, you see, officer. <laughs> I put my hoof upon some faulty masonry. Perchance before a fortnight. Uh, anyway, so I went to the hospital to make sure that it wasn't broken because it hurt so much. Uh, and I was, I couldn't put any weight on my ankle, but it's better now. Spoiler alert. Uh, so, you know, they check you through all the different zones to get to the final waiting area where I sat for many hours and beside me was a 72 year old woman I knew she was that old because her hospital bracelet said it but I don't remember what her name was she had a very thick eastern european accent and she came in and she had dressed she had hurt her toe not her big toe but the one next to it and she had made a little makeshift splint and dressed it herself and it happened a few days ago that she stubbed her toe and she said the toe went in the completely wrong direction and she just snapped it back into place and then dressed the wound and then went about her life because she's just uh, from the generation where, you know, don't complain. And she, you know, didn't need any painkillers when the nurse came and took her her description of what happened she was laughing because she couldn't believe that the woman was so level-headed about it and then after she left she was like why would she laugh at that and i was like she was impressed with you that she wasn't laughing at you and she was like oh good because i just thought that would be a bad thing to laugh at i'm in pain (laughs) but like she wasn't showing it and we were sitting beside each other and then i on either side of us there were two men who were about 30 and both the men had been there far less than we had been there and they were constantly complaining (laughs) to the hospital staff who were not in charge of their cases so didn't know anything about them they were like how long is this gonna be and they were just muttering to themselves about how inefficient the system was and i just didn't want to make eye contact with them because i thought they were whiny babies and they were jerks and this woman who was obviously in a huge amount of pain was just dealing with it the best way that she could. And she even got up and started doing stretches. And I was just 
pretty amazing. Yeah, I was pretty into her. And then we ran into each other in the x-ray area and we waved and yeah, she was cool. I'm going to think that her name's Fetlana, like in my heart. It's a beautiful name. Yeah, she was cool. And I hope that I can be like her when I'm 72. She's my papa. The last time I went to emergency was a while ago and it did take a really long time. I uh, turned out I had a small fracture in my shoulder, which became a big deal for a lot of different reasons. But there's a man who'd had his part of his ear ripped off in a fight there, and I'm and he gets to complain as much as possible. But he was some sort of fighter, like he did MMA, and he's just like his ear was hanging off, <gasps> and he's like, "Nope, I'm good." I think it took like six hours to get through the process, Yikes. and then that time, like somebody definitely died, and you're like, "Yep, I'll just sit here with my shit until yeah. I am." If you're not like bleeding from an eye socket. <laughs> You're waiting. Yeah. The guy who was Dude. complaining, he had a neck tattoo of a pitchfork. And uh, <laughs> and he had a pitchfork embedded in his back. It's like, this is so ironic. No, he was complaining <laughs> about how he thought he had broken his hand, but he wouldn't stop playing a game on his phone with the sound on. Oh, what a oh piece of shit. God. And he kept his phone kept losing its charge. So he kept plugging it in. He would plug it in behind where my head was. And I was just like, I think you're the worst person in the world. Also, obviously... He was fine if he could play with both hands on his phone. Anyway, yeah. I would have said something. I said a lot of things in my head, but that's I probably was, a safer bet. Yeah. yeah if you're in, a, in a, a hospital, a doctor's office, a waiting room, the clinic where you get your blood drawn, anything like that where someone's waiting to find out if they're dying, turn off your fucking phone. Yeah. I'm going to shove it up your ass. Yeah. yeah. Anyways, this has been Retail Nightmares. <laughs> Regan, if people want to, do you want people to talk to you online? Oh, uh, I do. I have a Twitter. What's your Twitter? At Creep Effect. <laughs> I don't tweet very often. Effect I have like with an E. Effect, yes. Uh, effect, Creep Not Effect. Not like affectation. It's a thing that happens to uh, concrete, apparently. But yeah, Creep Effect. <laughs> um, that's me on Twitter. I don't tweet very often. And when I do, I'm usually um, complaining about my neighbors. Ooh, or... I'm going to follow you right away. Yeah. <laughs> that's my and thing. I, don't, I, ha- I, fo- I have like 100 followers. That's a lot. But there's, there's like, you know, there's like some fun things in there. There's some jokes. <laughs> You're good at you're good at Twitter. You complain a lot on Twitter. I and do. I, like I complain it. about things a lot on Twitter. Makes That's me happy. what Twitter's for. Yeah. Yeah. Impotent rage. <laughs> Absolutely. Twitter. I always describe Twitter as the garbage for my brain. So. Oh yeah. yeah that's a great way yeah. of describing it. I like, also feel like like Twitter is the reason why I don't write anymore because all the things I need to get out of my system just go right there. That's very true. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's really was easy. It's really easy to just write jokes on Twitter and be yeah. like, hey, I'm still the comedian. <laughs> you are still a comedian. Come on. <laughs> Jessica, people want to find you. I'm at Chimalicious. And <laughs> Spell it. Uh, like the word Chimo. People still tweet at me to talk to you. Malicious. I changed my name from Boyd Monte Carlo to I know. Uh, I saw that. I was Jessica. so sad. I'm still Boyd Monte Carlo in my heart, though. Yeah, I just, in my heart, too. I wanted Alicia to stop getting people asking <laughs> who I was. So... Also, some important Twitter news that I noticed recently, and I've been meaning to mention it on the podcast, which I don't know when it happened, but Barm Mama has changed his slash her username to just Barm Mom. Yeah. The the final A is now gone. Yeah, I so saw that. I don't know what that means, but... <laughs> Let's the, find out. The, yeah. The poochies are still good. Though. Yeah, they're still really cute. Yeah. Very good puppos. I thought like something really horrible had happened. No, Bar Mama is still in business and shaving and trimming dogs excellently in a small island (laughs) town of Japan. I like I like that Bar Mama because of the time difference. Like often it'll be tweeting in the middle of the night. So if I like wake up, Harvey wakes me up at like four thirty sometimes for breakfast. If I can't go straight back to sleep, I'll yes. look at Bar Mama and then I'll be it's like, great. Yes, I'm satisfied and then go back to it's sleep. It's usually right before I go to bed. Yeah. I get a big dose of Bar Mama. It's pretty good. And I also have a different Twitter account where I only follow Bar Mama so I can just get a direct feed of most of that. It's <laughs> great. It's my secret Twitter. No, it's the energy time Twitter. Alicia. Uh, come to my Northwest Comedy Fest show on February 26th. You can buy tickets through the Northwest Comedy Fest website. Oh, I'm going to be at Blanket Fort on February 2nd. What I've never that? done it before, but it's a storytelling night at the Astoria. Oh. Uh, hosted by Emma Cooper, who did a great show at Hot Art Wet City called Rape is Real and Everywhere. 
That was a very intense and great show to uh, observe and to support. And yeah, that's it. Come come to the show. Do they really do a blanket for it? Yeah, I think so. Really? Yeah, yeah I saw ads for that on Commercial Drive. Of yeah, course. the chalk ones. <laughs> and I was like, of course. Of course. <laughs> I'm breaking my boycott of the Astoria. Yeah. Why were you boycotting that? Because it's a carpeted bar. Come on. That's why. I used to live right near it. Uh, I used to live on Hawks in uh, Strathcona, and I would just kind of watch that bar get somewhat gentrified, and the neighborhood, like, I don't know, just kind of creeped me out. Fair enough. Creep I've me been out. there enough times in my life that I I wish I could boycott it, but <laughs> that's just where bands play and the bands that I you in. know what? Yeah, there's nothing wrong wrong with the Astoria. It's fine. I just think maybe the people that run it were the bigger problem for me, not yeah. the people going there. Yeah, but a carpeted bar and they do rent check Wednesday, right? Yeah. That's oh, fucking... I have a huge problem with that. Uh, <laughs> off for multiple reasons. Okay, so it's an amateur strip. Yeah. Night. <sighs> I hate it. And there's yeah. only one winner, as far as I know, but all the pictures are posted as well. So, like, if you go and you strip, I like people will be able to see your dick or your puss or whatever forever <laughs> on Facebook. It makes me feel so gross. Yeah. I don't care if it's, you know, all body types. Bodies for it's money. The, it's always a problem. Yeah, the vibe it. of it is really – and I know it's supposed to be like, yeah, we're taking back the gross objectification. But I've seen strip clubs that are completely – not creepy and this is not <laughs> the same vibe this yeah. night it's really weird well uh jessica do you want to close this up you want to talk about feelings send us your retail nightmares at retail nightmares podcast at gmail.com thank you everyone who has sent in emails i'm really gonna respond to them soon <laughs> i promise sure i i really <laughs> promise i promise on plepo's sweet <laughs> head <laughs> yeah plepo serious Okay, thanks. Bye. Thanks, Regan. Bye. Bye. Bye.